0: Hello! Welcome back to the Club Excite podcast. Today's podcast is about immune health for back to school and work. The Club Excite podcast is a podcast connecting parents and professionals with the resources and ideas that they need to help their students reach their highest potential. Club Excite is based locally out of San Diego, California and offers innovative, education solutions to families and students both in-person and virtually all over the world. Being leaders in the field of innovative education, Club Excite strives to provide multidisciplinary solutions for students struggling academically, socially, emotionally, and behaviorally. Club Excite offers coaching, tutoring, and licensed professional therapy in both group and one-on-one settings. If after listening to this podcast, you have any questions about the type of services that we offer and how those services could potentially benefit your students, feel free to find Club Excite on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, or by visiting our website, clubexcite.com. That's C-L-U-B-X-C-I-T-E.com. Today's podcast is about immune health for back to school and work.
1: So my name is Jocelyn Burke, I'm the Executive Director of Club Excite. by tutoring, coaching, and therapy services, both in San Diego as well as over the nation virtually. And today I'm so excited to be here with my good friend, Amy Sauner. And Amy is a clinical therapist as well as a nutritional therapist. So I feel like she has an awesome background in that she's going to share with us all about immune health today and specifically strategies and tips for keeping families well as we go back to school, back to work. Um, Amy, could you just start out by sharing a little bit about you and your background?
2: sure thank you i'm so excited to be here jocelyn thank you for inviting me Um, yeah so i started off um almost 25 years ago as um, a social worker i'm a licensed clinical social worker so i've worked with families over the years um, in community mental health settings and um, with folks with developmental disabilities Um, I did that for quite a while, um, trained a lot of staff and, you know, focused a lot on the mental and emotional health for a long time. Um, After I had children, I um, started to uh, get more interested in um, more holistic health and and I went back to school to become a functional nutritional therapist um, because, yeah, wellness and well being as a whole person is probably my deepest passion, is supporting people and supporting families, is um, where I like to do that. So I'm really excited to be here, and I sort of combined all of my passions um, into working with families and just um, being their healthiest selves. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I know that you and I have a a lot of shared passions. I know wellness and family health is like one of the the biggest ones. So I'm excited that we get to kind of jam out on that today and share some tips and strategies. Um, But before we go too deep, I actually want to start with just like basics. What is health and how do you define that? I know everybody has different definitions. Um, You already kind of mentioned a little bit about the mental emotional, but how would you define that on kind of a broad scale?
2: Sure. So when you think about um, health, I mean, the definitions used to be that it was the absence of disease or infirmity, right? That we were, health was just not being sick, right? Um, But I look at health and there's a lot of definitions out there that are beginning to encompass a lot more, that it's Physical, mental, social, emotional well-being. Right? It's not just the absence of sickness, but that there is a whole sense of well-being. Um, the physical being—our bones and our muscles and our organs and how they all function together—the balance of nutrients in our body, our ability to detoxify um, and get rid of things that we're exposed to. Those are part of the physical. Um, the mental and emotional might be—you know—do we have the healthy thoughts and attitudes about what's happening? Um, and social might be, you know, healthy relating and healthy boundaries and being able to be in relation with other people in a good way. Um, I also love this concept that Dr. Dan Siegel shares because um, he does a lot about brain health or, or brain development, especially in adolescents. And I work a lot with adolescents and their families. Is this idea of this state of integration? Um, and integration is really the communication between all the different brains that we have and this is this will come into play as we talk about immune health is that we have he talks about there being three different brains the gut brain the heart brain and the head brain and these are all related actually very much to our immune system and our ability for these to both communicate with each other and to work seamlessly together Um, So I will be talking some about how health, when we talk about physical health, is very much in the gut um, and uh, why that is so important. Um, But I want to land, you know, kind of this thought on um, health Uh, I was listening to this wonderful doctor, her name is Elise the Song, and she was talking about um, this very subject. Um, She spoke about cellular resilience, and this is the ability for our body to respond and recover from stressors quickly and actually become stronger um, when we're exposed to them. And this is something that, this is definitely a philosophy that I Um, believe in when we think about sickness and illness you know much of our medical system focuses on sort of you know getting rid of things making sickness and things go away but my idea is that um, very much you know Dr. Song's idea is that really health is our body's ability to respond to what's coming at us And be able to adapt and adjust and be able to respond even better the next time around. So this idea of cellular resilience is very much um, a concept that I believe is a part of true health.
1: I love that so much. And you made me actually think about like behavioral health too. I know I, we work with a lot of families at Club Excite that have challenging behaviors. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that comes from not being able to meet the demands of life and health is a huge component of that. I love how you said that. That was perfect. Um, so, okay, let's dive deeper into that. So I you know our focus for today is immune health. What is immune health? Why is that so important? And then we'll get into like how all of it is, is kind of connected to the different aspects of health.
2: Absolutely. So you know, I, talking about this concept of, um, you know, illness and things. When I think about immune health, you know, this idea that in much of um, the medical system, you know, the focus is on sort of getting rid of or making the symptoms go away or making, um, you know, our, the, the truth of the matter is that bacterias and viruses and parasites and all the things that we're exposed to they are around us all the time. We're, they're never going to go away. That's the truth of the matter. We could create all kinds of medicines or vaccines or all the things to try to address certain ones, but the truth of the matter is that we are always going to be exposed to these things. So the question is, do we keep trying to get rid of them or do we make ourselves stronger so that as we're exposed to them, we can Um, Be resilient and get stronger through it, and that's sort of my philosophy when I'm working with people. Is how do we build up the systems in your body so that you can respond effectively? And that, like I said, is it's on so many levels, right? It's on your physical level, it's on your emotional level, it's on your social level. Um, But our immune system is something that it's in our body and it helps us respond to the invaders that are coming in. um, That you know, we're exposed to. Um, and the immune system is designed to respond and bring things back to a homeostasis, right, to, to function properly. And we have different systems. Um, our gut is one of them. Our respiratory system is another one. We have our skin. We have, we have all these different systems. But, you know, speaking specifically, the one thing that's up, the topic that's up so much right now around COVID-19 and, you know, viruses in particular, is, you know, how do we, there's been a lot of people who have had, you know, challenging reactions or responses to these things and how can they, um, you know, how is their immune system actually functioning and working? And for some people, um, part of their complications in response to these viruses is that they have pre-existing um, conditions, which are often related <laughs> excuse me, to, um, nutrient deficiencies or just system breakdowns in their body in general. So what I go back to is how, you know, with this immune system, when we look closer at how they work, um, much of the challenges are related to both the inputs that are coming in and how many inputs are coming in, right? So with what we've learned about this virus is that um, it's not just that you're exposed to it because again, we're exposed to all kinds of things all day, every day, and we don't all catch every single cold and every single virus and every single thing. And even for many of us, we're probably exposed to COVID-19, but what is the what is the breaking point in our body where it turns into sickness? Where does that balance get off? And and where does it go down the road of serious complication? Some of you might have heard um, there's some new terms that you may have been learning in this process if you're following any of the research or um, it, around this disease is that there are um, you know, cytokine storms or this, you know, for the children... Um, this Kawasaki-like disease or um, mis is the multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, um, and that, you know, this is what people are very afraid of, right, are these these extensive inflammatory processes that break down the organ systems, and this is what this is what's bringing up the concern and the fear. It's not just any regular cold, right, that we're getting. We just had a regular, this was just a regular cold. We would go back to school and it wouldn't be a problem, but there's this fear of these major breakdowns. And what this is, is understanding in our immune system that we have these inflammatory and these pro-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory processes that happen in our system, right? So you have... Um, in any in any illness or sickness, right? The fever or if you injure yourself, the inflammation that happens, these are all actually your body's normal way of responding to something to help clear it out. Right. This is all the the B cells and the T cells and all the immune system that actually live in your gut primarily. You know, 80% of your immune system, your immune cells actually are in your gut. So that's a big part of our immune system is there. Um, Other ones are in, like I said, your respiratory system. And this is why these concerns with um, the the ACE2 receptors of where the virus links into and how these actually are connected to your organs and how these inflammatory processes um, you were meant to inflame, But we're also meant to um, have these anti-inflammatory systems um, bring it back down to homeostasis. And what's happening for some people, and we're finding with people who have these pre-existing conditions like um, obesity and diabetes and um, other um, organ dysfunctions and immune dysfunction, um, that they're not able to, the anti-inflammation systems are not responding effectively. So what, what can we do about that? And why is this so important to understand is that we actually have the capacity when we understand what's happening in our own gut, you know, is our, is our digestive system working properly? Are we dealing, do we have any blood sugar dysregulation, which is that diabetes and obesity kinds of, of situations? Are those in check? Are we managing those systems well? Um, And are we getting the right nutrients? Because when we deal with other diseases, our body tends to become depleted of certain nutrients, um, even just in day-to-day life. Most people, um, if you get tested, and you should get tested for your vitamin D levels, most people are actually deficient in one of the most important nutrients that helps to regulate some of these anti-inflammatory, inflammatory inflammatory systems. Um, So... Our immune, understanding our immune system, understanding how it works, and also making sure that we are, um, that the organs and systems that are related to the immune system are working properly, will make sure that when we, when we are faced with something that our body can respond effectively. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I think that's huge. You know, I don't think we always
1: think about the immune system specifically. And, you know, actually, a hot topic that I have been discussing with families a lot lately too has been the nervous system and how we can keep the nervous system healthy to then encourage the immune system to stay healthy. Actually, let's speak about that a little bit. What do you think about totally. the nervous
2: system and how that's all connected to immune health? So I've been doing, I'm no expert in this area yet, but um, I've been doing a lot of studying around the vagal nerve. um, And this is connected, this is part of your nervous system and understanding um, the way our nervous system works. So we have both the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system, right? the sympathetic nervous system is the part of um, our nervous system that's like in action. And this is where most of us, especially in the U.S. and the way that we operate and work, right? That like on, we are on, there's cortisol going, we're in action, we're trying to figure things out. Many of us also have some trauma, some history of trauma, and things that keep us into more of a hypervigilant state as well. Um, so many of us stay in this sympathetic nervous system state, which what that does is actually stops and slows down the immune system and its ability to respond. The other side of that is our parasympathetic nervous um, system, which is the rest and digest, right? And this is where we get into an in understanding nutrition. And what I teach a lot of people around the, the nervous system is when we are constantly going and moving and trying to figure things out and working and in this state, our digestive system stops. When we eat, especially in that state, it doesn't actually digest. And then we begin to have digestive issues and we're not able to regulate in that way. We need to have a balance of both um, sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system um, states. In order for our body to digest, to detoxify, to get rid of the toxins and the invaders that are in our body, we need to be able to come to a state, it's in that resting state that we are able to slow down and allow all of our systems to work properly. Okay. So, then the nervous system and the vagal nerve in particular is one, it's a cranial nerve that runs the whole length of the body and it, it, it's called the vagus nerve because it's kind of, it's, vagal means wanderer. And so it touches in on all these different organs. And what we're learning in um, a lot of what I've been reading a lot about is how important vagal nerve engagement is. Is actually important and we, we engage it through breathing, through this um, relaxation and moving into the parasympathetic nervous system state. This vagal nerve engagement also regulates inflammation and it is part of the gut and brain connection. Again, we're coming back to where's the core of our nervous of our um, immune system? It's in our gut. And so if our gut-brain connection isn't working properly, then the communication to be able to reduce inflammation and respond to these things is not in place. So, um, so it, it, and one other note is stress is not just, when we talk about stressors, you know, you may have an invader, you, a bacteria, a virus, or environmental toxins that we're exposed to, but psychological stress triggers this same inflammatory cascade in the same way right and so that's why we're talking today about the immune system is not just about the body and the physiology it's also about how mentally and emotionally we're dealing with the stress and this has been an incredibly stressful time for families right for anybody um, but for families um, in particular trying to juggle the work and the school, and now we're we're in these different decisions about how are we going to go back to school or not go back to school and and manage the school, the our children's education, you know, these kinds of stressors um, are dampening our immune system's ability to respond because we're dealing with the with that stress as well. So we have to look at the big picture, the whole person and all the different aspects of this.
1: Yeah, I think that's huge. I, I, You and I spoke a couple of days ago and I know you mentioned something to me about like dysregulation is really what disrupts the immune system, right? And it's yes. from all aspects. It could be digestion, it could be stress, it could be all of these things. So I think something that might be helpful for us to go into before we get into like what to do is just understanding what are the different things that can disrupt the immune system from working. Because I think our body has the natural ability to keep our immune system healthy. But yeah. when stress is present, different things are present that compromises it. What are the different things that you notice that are common and especially right now that do disrupt immune health and the immune
2: system? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So a lot of the research is pointing to these nutrient deficiencies, right? Um, That when we don't have the the nutrients that we need in our body to regulate our our organ systems and all of those things, that that is um, a big part of, And I'll go into that in a little bit about the different nutrients that um, are important to look at that we can either make sure is in our food or that we're supplementing with if that's in your um, capacity to do is to make sure that your nutrients are regulated. Um, these preexisting conditions are also a big part of, that um, really affect our immune system's ability to, To function, Um, our bodies—we have foundational principles that I, when I work with people, there are very there there's a handful of very foundational principles that I work with first before I can even get to the immune functioning because they are the foundation. One is your digestive health. So again, because the immune system is in our gut, making sure that if you have any sort of dis- digestive dysregulation, um, this is going to impact your, your immune health. Number two is your blood sugar regulation. Again, the people who are dealing with obesity and, and diabetes, are these are high on the list of people who are having complications. Um, why? Because sugar, just in general, when we think about sugars and that's you know, refined sugar, but it's also grains, there's, there's different things that act as sugars in your body, that these are one of the number one things that cause stress in your body. Okay. It takes a lot, it takes a lot for your body to regulate when these are out of balance. So getting blood sugar regulated is, is huge. Hydration is another one. And that is something that um, I speak with often, is how hydrated are you? Because every single system in your body requires hydration to function. And it's not just drinking a little bit of water. It's drinking the right amount of water for your body and for your activity levels. And I talk about that in the courses that I teach um, and when I work with my clients. Um, Number four are your fatty acids. Many of these um, inflammatory and pro-inflammatory systems are regulated by fatty acids, and those come from the types of fats that you're eating, the omega-3s, the omega-6s, but primarily the omega-3s are the anti-inflammatory. So are we eating foods? Are we taking in nutrients that are um, anti-inflammatory to help regulate this system on a regular basis? Um, And number five is your mineral balance. Um, And we'll talk about that too when we talk about vitamin D levels. You also need magnesium and other minerals to balance out those those nutrients to make them actually absorb into the cells. So these are some of the primary things. Stress, like I said, is is probably the number one. And so if your body is stressed, if your mind is stressed, if your social relationships are stressed, these are all going to have an impact on your immune system.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I think I've heard a lot. I'm speaking with you as well as other people in the wellness field too, is that if you don't handle the stressors then your digestive system and all these different, you know, you'd be eating the right things, drinking enough water, doing all of it right, but your body might not be able to actually access it and absorb exactly. the nutrients and take that in. So it, I think it's so important that we know that, you know, health is both sides of, you know, get your nutrition dialed in, but also yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Bruce Lipton. He says energy and environment affect your cells first and foremost. It's looking at your environment too, you know, looking yes. at the people that you have around you, looking at the situations that you're in relation all of that because it Mm -hmm. definitely impacts your body's ability to to take what you're putting in you know yeah
2: um There, there's a, you know, there's, there's a saying, or their husband is saying, you know, you are what you eat, but that's not actually true. You are what you assimilate. So if your body is not able to assimilate the nutrients that you're putting in your body and you could say like, how am I, for some people, it's like, how am I not losing weight? I'm eating all the right things. Well, you may be eating all the right things for who, for you, you know, for your body type, for who you are, for your ancestry, but also is your digestion actually working properly to be able to assimilate those nutrients? And that's where we have to go first is making sure that you can assimilate. And it's, we can again, go back to emotionally. Are we able to assimilate all the information that is coming at us? When we talked about this, it's both inputs and outputs. There's, there may be lots of inputs coming in, What are you watching on social media? What are you watching on the news? What are you taking in? What are you putting into your body? But also, how are you assimilating that? And how are you letting go of the things that are no longer serving you? You know, we hold on to the toxins. That's where disease starts, right? So we have to be able to bring it in. We have to be able to compost it and filter it and assimilate it. And we have to let it go.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I think that's a big, a big topic we could talk for hours about. <laughs> is ways nice. to let things go, inside outside. You know, um, that's huge. Um, but I think too, and I know we'll get into some tips. But I want to ask you the question first because you, you kind of alluded to it. Is like, is there one fixed way to do this? Like, is there one way to eat? Is there one way to handle stress? Like, what, what do you notice in how you support families? Like, what, what are some common themes there?
2: So. I would say that there's some guidelines that people can follow, but <clears throat> I'm a big fan of um, bio-individuality, okay? So who we are is um, is made up of, you know, what, what we actually should be eating or taking in has everything to do with who we are and who our ancestry is and what our bodies actually are designed to, um, to assimilate, okay? Um, And that also goes for somebody's experience and, you know, we talk, you and I both work with or have worked with a lot of people with varied abilities and sensory issues and um, things that make something that's good for one, it may not be good for another. So when I work with people, it's really, there's an initial assessment about what what is going on for you? What kinds of experiences have you had? What's your background? Um, and, but within that, you know, that's sort of the broad yes, everybody's a little bit different. But the guidelines to think about in terms of, you know, what can we make sure that everybody's focused on doing is one, and this is where it may be different for everybody, is understanding your nutrient profile. Um, that we want to make sure that your you are nutrient sufficient, and that's very. It can be very simple with um, some blood work, or um, I mean, I personally, when I work with people, I can test nutrient sufficiency when I work directly with somebody just by a functional evaluation that I do with them. Um, but I. I appreciate and really um, for some in particular, like vitamin A or vitamin D or some of our fat-soluble vitamins where we don't want to overdose on them, it's important to know our baseline levels, right? So we got to know your baseline. Um, Number two is we need to make sure that somebody's digestive health and blood sugar regulation is in balance. Right, And there's some, some very specific guidelines that I teach about how to make sure that that's happening um, and to assess your own microbiome and those kinds of things. Um, I think it's also important to just make sure that we are focused on stress and anxiety reduction Right, and this time is how, and there's lots of tools and strategies and some work for some and some work for others, Um, but just making sure with mindfulness, with breathing, um, with assessing a person's level of anxiety, depression, and those kinds of, um, you know, where does somebody tend to go to? You know, we have to be able to to assess and modulate that. Um, I think making sure that you're getting the right amount of sleep, exercise and you know keeping good hygiene practices that are not um, and and I, I you know I have some ideas about this um, in terms of you know do we wash our hands all the time do we use hand sanitizers do we you know because we have a microbiome on our body as well that is also part of our defense system i absolutely am 100% that we should be washing our hands but we need to be careful about using a lot of antimicrobial Products because we can kill the natural defense mechanism that we have. So, again, we're trying to build our system, not um, kill everything around us, right? Um, And then this vagal nerve engagement, I think, is something that we have to learn a lot more about and um, really get people more into parasympathetic state as much as sympathetic state. Um, because this will help regulate all of the systems um, and manage these inflammations. So those are, um, I'll be teaching a course in in September um, about all of these things, and I'll be going deeper into all of the steps and strategies of how to actually fortify yourself and become this resilient being. And I do talk a lot about, there's some differences in um, for the adults versus children You know what we can do for both of those because um they're a little bit different um but yeah those i think are the sort of foundational principles of making sure that we're on the right track
1: awesome i love that thank you so much Mm -hmm.
2: um
1: what are some actual tips that you would give families just to think about keeping their immune system strong Like both, Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned there are differences between kids and parents, like what are some things that they can think about as they head into that journey of, of just focusing on the immune system?
2: Right. So like I said, I mean, a lot of what I just said in terms of like, where can we focus? Those are, those are most of the, the, the places to start, right. Is, um, we can talk about how, because with kids and I'm, I'm very sensitive to, you know, for some people, we want to make sure that you're getting the right nutrients. For some people, they have the capacity to buy supplements and things like that. But for some families, it's just not in their budget or not, especially right now, you know, so it's, it's about looking at eating a rainbow, right? And beginning to look at this rainbow of foods and making sure that we are getting, um, Uh, for kids especially we have to help them to expand their rainbow if they're not already um, open to eating um, a variety of foods Um, but just to think about some of, like I said some of the primary um, in all the research that I've been going through and I I'm a big fan of you know really only sharing what is evidence-based and research-based in terms of Um, offering suggestions and really what it's coming down to what they're seeing um, in terms of mitigating a lot of these uh, more extreme responses to let's just say COVID-19 but it it can happen in in any viral uh, uh, disease that you might be faced with or with any of these other more chronic diseases is when it comes to for this one in particular the ones that they're finding Um, When people are deficient in vitamin D, vitamin A, zinc, um, zinc was a big one, um, that these were um, sort of the big ones, right? Vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc. Magnesium falls into that because magnesium is required for a lot of the other fat-soluble vitamins to actually work. Um, so making sure that you're getting a sufficient amount. Most of us are actually magnesium deficient as well. Um, magnesium is one of these uh, minerals that sort of calms the nervous system. So if you imagine we're, we're all in primarily this more heightened state, um, we use up a lot of magnesium um, in the process of a lot of our activity and stress. Um, so, magnesium is one that's really important to, um, to make sure that you're sufficient in. Um, vitamin C has been uh, shown to be um, high doses of it, in particular, have been shown with any virus, to be honest, um, really helps with um, managing the. All of your systems to to function properly and then as i talked about earlier um, because of where the ace2 receptors land and these are lipid based um, receptors is that making sure that you're getting the right fatty acids so those omega-3 fatty acids fish oils um, and you'll see when i talk about um, where to find a lot of these nutrients, you'll see fish in most of these nutrients. Um, You can find most of these in fish. Um, Now, again, we have to be mindful of the type of fish we're eating because of mercury toxicity and things like that. Um, But we want to, getting good clean fish is, um, it's sort of a, it's a superfood for real, Um, especially like salmon and cold water fish. Um, These are profound for Um, making sure that you're getting the right nutrients. Um, And glutathione um, is another one. And glutathione is one of those that um, you don't necessarily always wanna take directly, but you wanna make sure that you're getting the foods and other nutrients that feed and make glutathione actually work. Um, And then, like I said, hydration is hugely important. So we wanna make sure that we're hydrated. Um, and, And I'll talk about this in my course, you know, what is the right kind of water to drink? Uh, What are the best sources of water? Um, Because that's actually really important. Um, But number one is making sure that you're getting enough hydration. Um, So uh, nutrient sufficiency, and again, you know, making sure that we're, you asked about, was there one kind of diet? And I will say that I don't think there's one kind of diet for everybody. But what I will say is that you want to look at reducing inflammatory foods and what are inflammatory foods for most people. So, um, sugar, like I said, is primarily is, is one, the number one inflammatory food. So the more that we can, um, when you start thinking about getting your kids' lunches ready, um, we want to try to wean our kids off of more of that refined and processed sugar, um, as well as a lot of processed grains, which tend to... Be uh, seen in your body just like sugar, right? So the the pastas and the crackers and the cookies, unless they're more of like a paleo style, um, but you also have to be wary of the fillers and all the things. You know, I'm I'm a fan of um, the fewer ingredients in the product, the better, right? Um, if you really want to go for it, you know, I I um, I love taking people shopping, grocery shopping. Um, and we, we go on a hunt for, you know, finding things with five or less ingredients. In, and I, you know, I um, challenge people to, to find that because that's where we tend to find more of the cleaner, um, less toxic products. Um, so those are in the nutrient deficiency and digestive health you know, is really finding um, high, you know, good levels of protein, good levels of healthy fats. You know, we want to balance our good levels of proteins and healthy fats and the right kinds of carbohydrates. I am not a fan of low carb, um, but I am a fan of appropriate carbs. You know, the ones that really are, again, you'll find those in your super nutrient dense fruits and vegetables um, and uh, whole grains. So those are some of the uh, you know, and then finding ways to reduce stress and anxiety, um, developing breathing practices, um, and again, you know, I'll go in in my course around you know sleep and exercise, and um, and exercise is one of those um, one of those things where it's sort of a Goldilocks thing, right? There's, there's such thing as too little and there's such thing as too much, um, because too much exercise actually causes a great deal of stress on the body and, and your digestion as well. So finding the right balance of exercise and the right kind for yourself is really important.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Uh, you said yeah. something that sparked another question for me. Is there any benefit, or, or do you have any opinions on this, too? getting the nutrients and everything that you're talking about directly from the food itself versus supplementing. Like, is there any thoughts that you have on like, when, when should you really focus on that? Yeah. Go for it.
2: Yeah, I do actually. I mean, always, I'm a fan of, of getting it from foods first, unless when you do get assessed and you have a nutrient deficiency, a big nutrient deficiency, then supplementing is important to get you back into balance. And I'm not a fan of like supplementing forever and like always having, you know, 20 different supplements that you're taking. I think supplements should be very specific and directed to getting you back to balance and for only the length of time that you need to use it to to make it work. Um, so you know, and I can talk about, you know, where do you find these nutrients, right? So the, we talked about the number one vitamin D, but I will say for most people, we are primarily nutrient, uh, vitamin D deficient. Um, So you may want to think about a vitamin D supplement and also to keep it on hand because there's some studies and I'll share about the dosing in my course, but you can take a very super high dose one time of vitamin D right at the beginning of getting sick with covid and it tends to help mitigate a lot of these inflammatory responses um, but uh vitamin d you obviously you get through sunshine um, uh, and making sure that you're getting enough of it without sunscreen on, but for that limited amount of time that you're not going to burn. But we get it through fish and fish oils, um, through mushrooms and egg yolks. Um, But what I will say is if you are going to supplement with vitamin D is to make sure that you use vitamin K with it, um, because it does help the body to absorb the calcium into the bones and magnesium through the bones. Um, Magnesium as well helps with that, but it helps um, with the absorption of the vitamin D. Um, For vitamin A, uh, again, there's two kinds. There's more of the animal base, which everybody, um, most people really do need at least some of that. And you can get it through beef liver, through kidneys. This is often through your organ meats, um, but you can also get it through cod liver oil, through chicken and through dairy if you don't eat meats. Um, but these are, vitamin A is really important. Um, the other kind, the beta carotene kind of vitamin A is uh, you get through sweet potatoes, carrots, red peppers. Think, think orange foods as well as spinach. Um, zinc, I talked about zinc. Um, We've been taking, my family's been taking zinc from the beginning with all of this. Um, Zinc is one of those nutrients that tends to get deficient very quickly for most people as well, especially when you get sick in any way, it becomes even more depleted. And you need zinc for all kinds of functions in your body, um, but primarily in your immune health, as well as for anybody who's trying to get pregnant. um, You actually need zinc, both the male and the female need zinc to um, have what you need for your reproductive organs. Um, But zinc is incredibly important and you can get that through pumpkin seeds, again, through animal proteins like red meat and shellfish, through legumes like chickpeas, lentils and beans. Um, But the one thing is you need to make sure if you are gonna supplement it, that you have a little bit of copper with it because too much zinc will deplete the copper. So those two nutrients need to balance each other out. Um, um, So you don't wanna overdose on zinc without having the proper ratio of copper with it. Glutathione, which I also shared earlier, was one of those that you don't want to necessarily take, um, not always direct, directly glutathione unless you're doing a liposomal and for a very short period of time, because you want your body to make it on its own, um, but you can get that through crisp vegetables, um, uh, uh, sulfur-type foods like onions and garlic, through asparagus, animal proteins. Um, And then vitamin C, you can get through oranges, grapefruits, peppers, guavas, cayenne pepper, um, omega-3s through, again, through um, fish oils and fish. Um, Magnesium is a great one to get. You can actually, really fantastic trick with magnesium is that if you take an Epsom salt bath, your body will actually, actually absorb only what it needs when you take an Epsom salt bath, so you can't actually overdose on it, but it'll, it'll absorb what it needs. So that's really fun. Um, but dark chocolate, um, whenever anybody says they're craving chocolate, I'm always like, mm, you might need a little more magnesium. Um, avocados, nuts, legumes, um, things like that. So um, I just wanna be mindful of time, but those are just some ways and places to make sure that you're getting your nutrients from.
1: That's awesome. And that's so helpful. Um, I'm wondering too, if you have any tips for families that I know for me, a couple of years ago, I kind of almost, it was like, I woke up to all of this. I wasn't really aware of all of these little details that were so important about nutrition. Yeah. And I remember feeling overwhelmed by like, Oh my gosh, there's yeah. so much about my diet. I need to change. Like I was, has not been doing this right. Do you have any yeah. tips on where families can go? Like if they're listening to this and like, Oh my gosh, there's a lot that I, I probably need to look at uh, any tips on how to handle this or do it incrementally so that they can really tackle, you know, one thing
2: at a time or just, you know, get to where they need to get as best as they can? For sure. For sure. So, um, I mean, I'm always a resource. Um, if people have questions, I'm on social media and um, questions are always welcome. Um, I will be running a course, um, like I said, in September. It's called The Resilient Family. Um, building healthy body and mind um, for back to school and work. Um, So we will actually be going through each and every one of these things and really breaking it down and helping families to find the step-by-step way um, to figure out where they are and and what's priority to focus on first. Um, But there's some other resources to I follow Chris Kresser. I follow um, Dr. Elisa Song. Um, there's a number of other practitioners who are really amazing, um, who work with families and also share a lot of these things. But um, those are, uh, really, it's, it's just really looking at in your own self, like what, you, you only wanna do what you feel like you can do, right? you, you wanna do one thing at a time because if you try to do too much all at once, it'll be overwhelming and you won't complete it. Um, so that's again why I offer courses for families so that we take it step by step. Um, but um, just even in everything that I've talked about, if you choose just one thing that you wanna explore and just do a little research on, um, feel free to, to reach out or um, look it up.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I know that's that's important. I think anytime you're, whether it's physical health, behavior health, anything, you always want to take it one step at a time. Because if stress is what disrupts all of it, you don't want to make yourself stressed trying to make it better. Because then you're exactly. kind of not doing anything right.
2: <laughs> so exactly. That's yeah. Awesome. Is one, and I one, work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I did that myself actually a couple years ago. It's like, well, I'm not drinking enough water, or eating enough protein, or you know, all these things. And I focused for one month just on water. The next month, protein. And I got there. You know, now it's a habit. I built it in, and it it was it was easier than I thought by giving yourself that permission to just focus in on that one thing first. Exactly. That's huge. Awesome. Um, Well, I know we're going to go into Q and A in a moment, but before we do, I want you just to share a little bit about how people can find out about your course and where. They can find you too if they have questions past this i'll definitely send out your information in an email to everybody that's yeah. attended um, but if you could briefly for just sure. point us in that direction and we'll hop into the
2: q a for sure so um the course i don't have it posted anywhere just yet um but while while some while you guys are um posting your questions. I'll see if I can grab the link for um, the page that I have that will explain it, but just so that you know, it starts September 10th, which is a Thursday. Um, I put the time at 4 p.m. so as to hopefully um, uh, make it so that those who are homeschooling their kids have the um, time frame to be able to join in, but they're all recorded regardless. Um, it's six weeks of online um, and uh, yeah, we're, I'll, I'll see if I can grab that link for you. Perfect. Wait for questions.
1: Awesome. And you can definitely find Amy on Facebook. Uh, She's got great posts and awesome resources there too.
2: Yeah. Um, And and uh, that's what I'll share here too, is I'll share my handle on Facebook and Instagram so that if you want to follow, um, you can find me there. Perfect. And then, um,
1: awesome and while we do that we did get one question in the question box and let's see the first one was do you have a briefly discuss how to train or stimulate the vagus nerve any mm-hmm. tips on that and I have some ideas but
2: I'd love to hear what you have on that one too Amy right again I'm still learning a lot about that um, but it really is Um, breathing is a big part of it so even just doing some box breathing so if you understand if you don't know what box breathing is um, it's a very simple form of breathing you just kind of think about a box um, and you take a breath in for four counts one two three four you hold for four seconds one two three four and then you breathe out for four seconds one two three four and then you you breathe out for four seconds. So it's breathing in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, breathe in for four, and you just keep doing that. Um, And that actually is meant to regulate the, um, that type of breathing regulates. The vagus nerve also touches into the diaphragm. And so by slowing things down and creating a pattern in your breath, it helps to regulate. So that's one way to do it through breathing. Um, But again, just getting yourself into a parasympathetic state, um, which is primarily slowing down and breathing um, is one of them. Um, So there you
1: go. Yeah, that's huge. This is a big focus for me is I, I focus a lot on behavior in the nervous system. And I think just consciously deciding to go into a parasympathetic state as often as you can is the best way to do that. Because anytime you activate the parasympathetic nervous system, System, you are engaging the vagus nerve and so yes breathing is one of the biggest things I think I suggest if you can every morning every night when you start your day and your day do some controlled breathing just with that intention of really connecting and just regulating that's really helpful but even things like going for walks grounding putting your feet in the grass um, Mm -hmm. taking baths I love you mentioned Right. right there you're getting your magnesium relaxing and also going in that parasympathetic state Um, exercise that feels good for you, anything that's not stressful, anything that helps you kind of drop into that more relaxed state is something that's going to help you to train and stimulate that vagus nerve. And I think it is kind of training, you know, you're exercising your ability to be in that parasympathetic state and it takes practice. You know, I think mindfulness, anything along those lines can definitely help as well. Exactly. Yeah, that was a good question. Uh, Another question in the chat box was, do you have a website if people don't
2: have Facebook or Instagram? Yes, I do. Awesome. Um, I forget about that part. Right. Yeah. Um, my, my course is not on there yet, but it will be hopefully uh, by the beginning of next week. Um, my website is really very simple, amyseloner.com. Um, you can see my work um, there. And yeah. Oh, would chronic low iron stores impact the immune system? Um, quite possibly because of um, your iron is related to your blood and your, your blood's ability to respond um, to uh, you know, your white blood cells, and the, your white blood cells are primarily what goes after. And so if you don't have enough blood or if your, your blood isn't, uh, you don't have enough iron in your blood, it will impact your immune system. So we're not seeing that iron deficiency is a huge part of COVID at the moment. Um, <clears throat> we might, um, but just in general, um, you want to make sure <clears throat> that you have proper iron stores in general, um, because that that relates to your energy and your body's ability to respond. Um, so if you are iron deficient, um, organ meats <clears throat> and animal proteins, especially red meats, are um, super helpful. Now, I always... Um, Say, when I I suggest animal proteins, I always want to make sure that you are eating um, grass-fed, grass-finished organic meats. Unfortunately, um, conventional meats tend to be um, loaded with antibiotics and other things that can compromise your immune system. So if you're choosing to eat meat, um, you don't have to eat a lot of it. especially for women, there are particular times in the month that it's more effective to eat it if you're gonna choose that. Um, making sure that you're getting good level sources. If not, there's other, um, and they're not as, it takes a little longer, it's a little harder for your body to, um, to absorb it, but there are other um, non-meat type um, iron supplements like Floridix um, that can be really helpful for people. Um, but again, everybody's different. Um, and you know, doing what feels good in your body. Um, but the more, the more highly dense animal protein needs to be more efficient in getting it in.
1: Awesome, we had another question that was a little higher up was, do you have any suggestions to support our kids who are having sleeping issues, particularly falling asleep?
2: Yes, oh yes, Catherine, I know that's, um, <clears throat> that's been a case for a lot of folks, including my daughter too. Um, I think this I think we don 't realize even with our good natured kids um, that they are feeling the stress and impact of everything that 's happening, and um, it tends to relate to by the end of the day you know into these um, into their sleep. Um, I think having a good evening routine that you know eliminating a lot of screen time um, close to bedtime. Um, magnesium is really helpful. If magnesium isn't cutting it, um, if you're doing magnesium and that's not cutting it, there are some other um, sleep herbs uh, like passionflower and um, there's a few others. And of course, off the top of my head, I'm not remembering them, but um, I don't, I'm not a, melatonin is interesting. Um, So using melatonin actually in Treatment for COVID nineteen has actually been shown to help in a lot of um, the inflammatory regulation. Um, I think for chronic, I think I think melatonin is appropriate for short periods of time, um, but mel- We don't want to be supplementing melatonin for sleep all the time because our bodies can forget how to make it on their own. So what we're trying to do is create um, situations where your body's making the thing. So. You know, magnesium is always my number one go-to. Um, some of these other mild, you know, or just herbal, herbal remedies, um, you know, like the hops and the passion flower and those kinds of things can help them just settle down enough to get into the sleep pattern. Um, making sure that um, there's no lights or also electrical, you know, wanting to keep electric, um, plugged in things out of the room as much as possible because the EMFs can disrupt their sleep patterns um, as well as um, you know, just having that sort of slowing down process um, at the beginning of the night. A routine is always helpful. But if you're feeling like you're doing those things and it's not working, um, there might be some other, you know some more of these breathing exercises. Um, the box breathing um, and other kinds of breathing exercises to help the nervous system to settle down Um, and also making sure that they're having opportunities either through journaling or through conversation to make sure that they're getting out of their mind. This is something that I do personally too, is sort of like right before bed is like all the things that I need to do or that I want to do or all the things that are on my mind and write them out and just sort of like, okay, that's taken care of. Um, But I think just exploring with your child you know, what's happening in that sleeping time? Are they feeling anxious? Are they feeling restless? Are they feeling, um, are they thinking about a lot of different things? And that will hopefully help direct you into what avenue to go down um, in terms of assessing. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah.
1: Perfect. I love that. I think, yeah, activating the parasympathetic nervous system in that nighttime routine is always so helpful because the body can just downregulate and sleep a lot better. Yeah. Uh, We have one last question in here. Uh, Any recommendations
2: on dosage for zinc supplementation? Mm, That's a good question. Um, So generally, uh, let me just look. I have some other notes here. Um, Probably... You know it's different if you're i wonder if are you talking about adult or child uh because um i would say for zinc oh
1: she said adult
2: an adult um that's more for children i would have it's different for everybody but um probably 25 to 50 milligrams, but you'd have to look on the bottle um, or whatever you're taking. Um, There's different kinds of zinc. um, And so they're all a little bit different. Um, But like I use one that's a liquid and it just says to take a full dropper full. And um, I would just follow. Uh, You can do more zinc as you're beginning to feel. um, And I'm sorry, I don't have the dosing answers. That's Uh, I don't, I I can't keep those numbers in my brain. I would have had to written that down. Um, But you can take extra zinc when you're, let's say you're in a situation where, um, so you want to take like the dosing that's normal um, on the bottle for just every day to keep your zinc um, good. If you put, if you're in a situation where either you're starting to feel like you're coming down with something or you're in a high risk situation, then you can take, um, I also like zinc lozenges um, and I, I try to keep like zinc lozenges with me. Um, and so I'll just take a zinc lozenge um, or two throughout the day, a little bit extra if I'm in this situation or if I begin to start feeling like I'm getting sick um, and I'll just take a little bit more. Again, you can do zinc at higher doses. Um, for shorter periods of time. You just don't want to take high, high doses longer periods of time.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Well, I think that's all our questions. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. It was so lovely to talk about these topics with you. I'm excited. I feel like we're, we're a lot of people are starting to ask these questions and are starting to get more into the different facets of health. And I think that's so important. Um, Do you have any final thoughts or any statements that you'd like to leave people with
2: today? Mm, I'm sorry. I can't, I, I was not able to copy the link, but we will email you all the link to, um, Uh, to the course that I'll be teaching, um, as well as I'm giving $25 off to everybody who's on this call. So you'll get a little coupon code for that too. Um, But what I wanna leave with you all is just this idea that you are resilient and you have the capacity for resilience. And we don't, as much as there are so many people on different sides saying different things of this is right and that is right, that part of resilience is coming to a place of knowing and understanding who you are and what's important to you and that you can walk through this world with the capacity to do what's right for you and know that as you take the steps to be fortified, that other people's people's choices do not have to impact you, um, in negative ways right we can make choices and we can know that we're strong and that we can still live our life in a good way and that's really where i want to support people in feeling is not torn between all these ideas and what's right and what's wrong and feeling out of balance i'm my goal is always to help people feel really you know, just grounded and safe in their own knowing of their own well being, that it is within you. And um yeah, you you are strong and resilient. And um I hope you find that in yourself. So beautiful. I like to share. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wonderful.
1: And for those of you that have joined us today, thank you so much for attending live. We're also going to put this on our podcast as well as our YouTube channel. And I'll send that out so that if you want to refer back to any part of this, you can, as well as if you have any family members or friends that wanted to make it but couldn't, but you think they're, they benefit from the information, you can share that with them as well. Um, and as I mentioned, I'll send out an email within the next few days with Amy's information, with the links to her course, as well as um, her website and everything in case you missed it. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you all for being here. And we wish you the best. Um, If you need any support at all, feel free to reach out to us. And if we can't help you, we'll point you to somebody who can. So thank you all. Thank you, Jocelyn. So appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions about club excite and the different ways we can potentially serve your student reach out to us we'd love to hear from you you can call us at 858-779-9674 or you can send us an email at contact at that's contact at e-x-c-i-t-w-a-y.com you can also find us on social media platforms like Facebook.com slash or Instagram at club Excite, which is at club underscore XCIT. And you can find us on our website, clubexcite.com. Thank you again for listening.